You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Friday game day edition of the podcast. We are getting you ready for BYU and Utah State tonight. A game preview edition. We'll talk about what I expect from tonight's game. The latest personnel notes that I have as of recording of the podcast. We'll also catch up with Scott Gerard, play-by-play voice of the Utah State Aggies. Talk a little more in depth about Utah State's defense. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, you missed part one talking about the offense. You can go back and listen to that one now and we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news including an absolutely gigantic commitment from a local prospect who is one of the better prospects in recent memory to come out of the state of Utah so without further ado let's get rolling here on a Friday this is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 1st 2021 What's up, my friends? Welcome in to your first listen of the day right here on Locked On Cougars. Yes, we want to be the first place you go bright and early in the morning or the first thing you listen to throughout the day. Get up to speed on all things BYU and a big thank you for making us a part of your routine. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And obviously, some of you probably are wondering, Jake, you work for The Zone. What's going on with KSL and all that? To be frank, all I know is I am going to be a member of the KSL staff. That's what I know. So I will pass along more information. I'm sure you'll see it on social media as well. Uh, Very interesting day. Uh, I can tell you that much from yesterday and obviously things going into today. Still a lot of unanswered questions, but understand that I still have my job. I'm still working with DJ and PK in the morning and we will continue to operate as normal until told otherwise. And I will obviously be continuing to cover BYU right here on this podcast until told otherwise. And the hope is that nothing changes. That's my sincere hope. I do want, before we really dive in today, to just issue a public thank you and just a I don't know. It was a really tough day yesterday. I saw three of my compatriots, three guys I've worked with for a long time in Austin Horton, Gordon Monson, and Johnny Lightfoot. They all lost their jobs yesterday as part of this transition over to KSL Sports. And Sorry, I don't mean to tear up on this, but those are good men. Uh, I, I've I've known them for years. Austin was the first producer I worked with when I got into radio as an intern with the old 1320K fan as an intern for David Locke. Gordon Monson welcomed me into the radio world that is the state of Utah's radio uh, community with open arms. I know many people have a very different opinion of Gordon than I do. I know him. He's a good man and Johnny Lightfoot, some may not know his name as well as Austin and Gordon, but he's been an indispensable part of the Zone Sports Network. So I just want to say thank you to all three of them publicly. And uh, pardon me for kind of hijacking the podcast, but it's really my only opportunity to do that. So just a really tough day. That's plain and simple. It's just kind of how it's been. And it's been an interesting week, obviously. University of Utah having their issues with Aaron Lowe and Jeez, didn't mean to get this, uh, this, didn't mean to get this like over the top about it, but 
it's been a week, folks. So just understand that those are some good guys out there. And, and just one of those things. So Austin, Gordon, Johnny, if you guys happen to listen to this, just want you to know, thank you for the good times. Thank you for the fun memories. And I wish you sincerely all the best. And I hope that you all land on your feet very quickly and will be able to do great things moving forward. All right, now I need to compose myself because we need to talk a little BYU football here. Obviously, we got a big football game tonight, and BYU is, uh, man, sorry. Uh, they've got a big game tonight. Number 13-ranked Cougars headed north. They're in Logan. They're taking on Utah State, the first true road game of the season as they go up to Maverick Stadium. It's going to be an absolute uh, hive up there. It's going to be a bee's whatever you want to call it, just a, a hornet's nest. That's what I'm trying to go for. My brain is just not functioning right now. So to me, a hornet's nest up there, and it's going to be absolutely nuts. And I am looking forward to this game. Now, in terms of the actual news out there and talking with some folks over the last 24 hours or so, I am thinking it's going to be very much a game-time decision for BYU center James Empey. Uh, he injured his lower leg in, a, in the game against USF and been slow to recover this week. The hope was that he'd be good to go, and obviously they'll try and get him out there to be able to play, but understand that he may not play. So if he does not play, if James MP is not available, I'm not expecting Harris LeChance to be available either tonight. So your offensive line, if those two players are unavailable, two of your regular starting five offensive linemen, your offensive line will likely look like this. Left tackle, Blake Freeland. No change there. Left guard, Clark Barrington. No change there. So the left side of BYU's offensive line, one of the stronger, probably the strongest side of their offensive line will be set. At center, Connor Pay figures a slot in for James Empey if James is unable to go. Then you will have at right guard Joe Tukuafu, who started last week against USF and I thought did a pretty dang good job. He'll reprise his role at right guard. And then out at right tackle, Campbell Barrington. He'll probably get his first start in a BYU uniform and that's probably going to be your offensive line. Well, who will they be blocking for, Jake? You're probably wondering that question. It is my understanding, and this is just my understanding, I don't necessarily think that uh, it's going to be hard and fast, but I do expect Baylor Romney to make his second start in his many games tonight in, in the game. I don't think that Jaron Hall is fully healed. I think the coaching staff is intent on getting him to 100% before putting him back onto the field. So I fully expect that Baylor Romney will play tonight, but you cannot rule out Jaron Hall waking up on uh, this morning, I guess, if you're listening to it in the morning or just deciding, you know what, I'm feeling good enough to play. And he goes out there and gets after it. I truly believe that that Jaron can get the job done with little to no practice time. He's a very, very cerebral player. He understands this offense inside and out. He's been in the system for four years. He doesn't need a lot of preparation time, but it is my understanding and my belief that you will see Baylor Romney suiting up for BYU, number 16, making his second straight start for BYU. And if he can go out and do what he did against USF, there is no reason to think that BYU's offense will suffer in any way, shape, or form. Now, you probably also are wondering, well, if that offensive line is depleted, Jake, what's the concern there? You have to remember, Connor Pay came in for an injured Joe Tukuafu early on in that uh, Boca Raton Bowl last December. December when BYU put up all kinds of monster yards and
and you would have not even guessed that James MP wasn't in that game. He was very, very good. Connor Pay is the future center for BYU. When James MP moves on, which is expected to come after this season, Connor Pay is going to be your next starting center for the BYU offensive line, barring really something unforeseen. He's a very, very good football player, and I think that offensive line, yeah, there's some, some youth there, but I do think they have the capability of holding up nicely. So the other notes, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, is Harris Lachance, I expect him to be out. Mason Wake, very much a game-time decision. I'm leaning towards him not playing in tonight's game. But I can tell you this much. Mason Wake, he's got some motivation. And many of you might recall this, or maybe some of you do, but maybe not many of you. But going back to 2019, I had a great conversation with Mason, who was then a true freshman preferred walk-on fullback for BYU. He really just only started to uh, kind of get his name out there due to his play on the field for the Cougars. We had a great conversation ahead of the Utah State game in early November in 2019. And a very, very famous quote from Mason Wake that I wanted to bring back around. And let's play it right now. Did you expect to be on the field this early? Um, I mean, they're part of hearts. Well, when they were recruiting me, they said, if you come here, you'll have a shot to play as a freshman. So I was like, all right, might as well go big. So, I mean, it paid off. I played a couple of plays. So. <laughs> Let's start a few. Absolutely. You grew up in this state. What do you make of this Utah State game? Um, I mean, I've been recruited by, like, I was recruited by, like, all the schools around here. And Utah State was, they recruited me a lot. And they kind of ghosted me. Like, they recruited me, recruited me. Me. And then after their camp, all the coaches came up to me and said, yeah, yeah, we're going to call you. I didn't get another call after that. So, I mean, I definitely have a chip on my shoulder. I'm going to be pissed going up there. And they did me dirty, but we'll just go out there and play. They did me dirty. Mason Wake, he's got some motivation when he takes on the Aggies. And the hope is that he's able to play. But if not, obviously he'll be rooting on his teammates tonight. Defensively, I'm expecting BYU to be full go outside of the Keenan Peely injury. Isaiah Heron, Atunai Samahe, Tyler Batty, all guys who sat out the USF game with minor injuries, all expected to start tonight or at least be available to play in tonight's game. So the good news is for a guy like Baylor Romney, it sounds like his full complement of talent around him outside of Mason Wake should be available. Maybe a little more of a green offense of line in front of him, but I think he's more than capable of getting the job done. Now, what will he be facing in terms of the defense he's going against? Well, that's where I bring in an expert who knows a lot more about it than I do, and that's Scott Gerard. We'll talk with Scotty here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company, and the best part about it, when you support Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football players. What I love about Built Bar is they're absolutely delicious. They taste like a candy bar. I have never craved a protein bar until I had a built bar. They have nine base flavors that are always available, but they're always running these promotions, what they call their limited time runs. For example, just this past week, they had a cherry lime flavor as well as salted pretzel and cookie dough chunk. Three unique flavors, all available for about 24 hours of pop. They do this all of the time and you cannot hesitate if you want to get those flavors. You got to order them when they come available. What you guys need to do is go to built.com right now to learn more about that. The macros in these protein bars, by the way, something I probably should highlight. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, just four to five grams of sugar per bar, and only four to five grams of net carbs per bar. Amazing flavors, all of them tasty, all of them healthy, and all of them covered in 100% chocolate, guys. It's a great, great protein bar. So go to built.com, order your protein bars now there. Use the promo code LOCKED15, by the way, and save yourself 15%. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control, one of my favorite companies out there. And it's not just because they've been one of the longtime partners with me here on the podcast, but they have just been absolutely phenomenal in handle, handling any and all pest control issues I've ever thrown at them. What I love about All Guard is they're based in Utah County, but capable of servicing any, anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. And they are the best of the best. Whether it's residential or commercial pest control, they've got you covered. Seth Baird, the owner, a huge BYU fan. You will love talking talking with him. Dude is a cougar through and through, and he wants to take care of your properties, no matter if they're residential or commercial, as I mentioned, no matter what your situation is. Cockroaches, termites, mice, spiders, ants, whatever it might be, they can make sure the problem is abated, and I can attest to it because they've taken care of my home. Feel free to give Allgard a call anytime, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812, or you can go online to learn more about them at their website, allgardpestcontrols.com. That's All Guard Pest Controls with an S. Check them out, guys. It's All Guard Pest Control, a longtime and proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Obviously, we love being with you guys. We want to encourage you guys, your second listen of the day should be our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors is doing an absolutely killer job covering all things in the Big 12 conference. Obviously, BYU is preparing to enter that conference in 2023, so stay up to date on everything going on with that conference, and you can go to it right after we wrap up here. Now to bring in my good friend and obviously a co-worker of mine, Scott Gerard, play-by-play voice of the Utah State Aggies. Yesterday's podcast, we talked a little bit about uh, Utah State's offense, what to expect from the Aggies when they have the ball. Well, what will Baylor Romney and or Jaron Hall be facing tonight when they square off against the Utah State defense? Well, that's the question for Scott Gerard And Scotty, I want to start with Justin Rice. I knew all of his press clippings. The former Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year at Fresno State, transferred to Arkansas State last year, had a really good season there, and now he's absolutely tearing it up for Utah State so far this season. Is he as good as I believe he is and what I've seen from him so far on the field up there in Logan? Uh, he's right in the mode with some of the linebackers they've had. You know, the Vigil brothers or, you know, David Fa- or uh, Kyler Fackrell or David Woodward. He kind of fits that mold of a guy that's very instinctual, makes the great plays when you need somebody to make a play. Um, he's, uh, he's got, you know, he's come up with already three interceptions on the season. Two of those interceptions were plays in which he was supposed to rush, but read the quarterback eyes and kind of improvised and, and uh, broke off his pass rush to drop back and surprise the quarterback by cutting off an underneath route and come away with interceptions. Two of them have been near the goal line. And so he's a really smart, smart, instinctual player. And of course, he's a really, he's an attack dog out there. Frankly, he won the game against Air Force as the, uh, as the Falcons were mowing down the field to try to take the lead with a late touchdown. He comes out of nowhere, strips the uh, quarterback, uh, and uh, gets the uh, strip fumble, and the game's over at that point. And I asked him after the game, you know, talk us through it. He said, look, I watched that guy on film all week. I know he carried that ball a little loose. I figured I could get him from behind and rip that thing out. And he put it to good use and won the game, essentially, for Utah State in a game that the defense was having some struggles. He steps up, and they get the big stop when they needed to. He's been a huge influence on this defense, not just as a player, but a mentor in the locker room, showing guys how to handle themselves, how to play the right way. He's been a huge, huge uh, get for this team. I want to ask you about one of his running mates, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, A.J. Vongpachon. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yep. Vong Pachon, yep. Vong Pachon. Well, he seems to be a nice compliment for what Justin Rice is doing. What is, what makes him effective in the role he's playing right now? 
really big hitter. Um, can uh, can drop back and cover in space. Uh, he's just a, he's turning into a nice Swiss Army knife for this uh, team. He can get up to the line and get after the passer. Uh, he can drop back. Good open field tackler as well. And he's still a young guy. He's still got a lot of ways, a long ways to go. But obviously, the sky's the limit. He will be the next great linebacker at Utah State. Uh, and and no and what better way for him to learn than to be able to hang out with Justin Rice, who you know they're only going to get him for a bit. So the, he's making that time count, and he's really learned a lot from him. I really think next uh, year, two years from now, AJ Von Pachon is going to be a household name. It may be a little difficult to pronounce, but you know the guy's going to be a really special player before it's all said and done. Let's talk about the defensive line for a minute. Nick Henninger, I think, is a guy that some BYU fans may, f- may be familiar with from his time at Utah. Is he the anchor of this defensive line, or is there somebody else up front? Yeah, I really and, – and watch him in this game, too, especially in third and long, uh, because they have a little uh, a defense that they call Prowler. And we've seen it before. I think it's kind of a, an offshoot of some of the things we've seen Gary Anderson run at Utah and Utah State before. But they'll just have three or four guys just kind of hovering around the line of scrimmage. And, and he'll slide over and he'll play essentially nose guard in Henniger. And it's third and long when they really want to put a pass rush on. And they'll drop guys off or rush. It's all there to design to confuse the quarterback and try to make guys make mistakes and not sure who's coming and who's dropping back into coverage. And it's been really beneficial. But you had Nick Henniger that's had to take on the center and had to take on the meat of that offensive line. He's not that big, but he can handle himself extremely well. And he's just a guy that, I mean, he's a heat-sinking missile out there. I mean, he's wherever there's a tackle to be made, either he's making it or he's in the group right behind, ready to clean things up. He's been a really fun player to watch. And another guy that's been good in the locker room. I mean, that's a guy that, you know, didn't really have to come back. He's already got his bachelor's. He's already got his master's. Uh, I talked to him the other day, and I, I asked him, like, what are you doing? You've got all these degrees under your belt. He said, well, I'm taking, like, classes so I can be a certified drone pilot. I'm like, what's that? What's a drone pilot? He goes, I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool, and I've got a, I got a, you know, a free full ride left, and I don't know what to do with it. So I'm taking classes on how to fly drones right now. So he's a funny dude. He's a good player, and he's been really key to this defense. That's a unique skill. There's no doubt about that. I know, right? Jeez, wow, drone pilot. Well, we all know that drones are like the wave of the future. It feels like so he'll obviously have his employment prospects up via that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the back end of the defense for a minute here, Scotty. How have they done so far this year? Obviously at three, obviously at three and one, they've done a good job bottling up opposing offenses. But how does the back end look? Uh, that that could be a little bit of a concern from an injury standpoint. Um, as uh, there was a uh, Dominic Tatum, who I think was their best defensive back, mm-hmm. um, or, or member of that defensive backfield. He's out with a foot injury, uh, so his season is done. And he had been playing extremely well. Uh, Shaq Bond is a good safety. Hunter Reynolds is in there at safety as well to try to help out. Um, but uh, your corners, the Audrey Jackson and Cam Lampkin, good players. Um, and but they're going to need to have to step up when they play a team like BYU, and and especially against those wide receivers and the ability that they have, they're going to get tested in a big way. Uh, they fight, they battle, uh, they're good open field tacklers. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot of pressure on those guys. And it'll be interesting to see if they're up for that challenge. Is Savon Scarver going to bust a kick at some point this year? Cause he's been one of the best kick returners I've seen in recent memory in this state. Yeah, it, it's tough. And I, you know, I certainly, I don't know if it's going to be this week because, uh, you know, BYU seems a way to be able to punch that thing through the back of the end zone. Teams are doing everything they can to kick away from him. He hasn't had a lot of opportunities, and the opportunities he has had have not been good ones. Kind of pooch kicks that kind of dribble back so he can't get any momentum. 
There hasn't been that one where he's been able to just catch it on the fly at the two-yard line with a full head of steam. So teams have really game-planned against him. I got to imagine he'll eventually break one loose, but it just hasn't seemed to happen yet for him. And every time he has the opportunity, you know, you can tell that he's really fired up and it just doesn't come to fruition and teams kind of work around him a little bit. I would love to see it. I would love to see him just have a, a crack at one. It just uh, There just hasn't been a chance for him yet this year. Well, Scotty, what will it take for Utah State to upset number 13 BYU on their home field in your mind? Well, I know this is uh, the most cliche and easy answer on the planet, but they got to score touchdowns. Uh, they cannot kick field goals. They cannot go three and out, let their defense uh, stay out on the field. And uh, the turnover is going to be huge. Obviously, BYU is what, plus five, plus six in the turnover Correct. margin. Uh, Utah State's at minus one. Uh, they, they just can't get down in the turnover battle. You can't give BYU short fields uh, or else you're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, and then, I, you know, and here's the other thing, too. Utah State is a slow-starting team, whether it's against North Dakota, Washington State, Boise State, Air Force, and they're still 3-1, and one, but they're getting outscored badly in the first half. They need to start fast. They need a good first quarter. They need to put some points on the board in the first quarter. BYU starts out the games extremely quickly. Uh, so that's going to be a big key in this game. Can Utah State keep up with BYU early on in this game? I have little doubt that as the game goes on, Utah State usually makes good adjustments and they slow down their opponents and find ways to get back into games. But I don't think they didn't work against Boise State. You can't spot a team a big lead of the quality of Boise State. You certainly can't spot a big lead to a team of quality BYU. So that's, that's going to be huge. Turnovers, fast start, and uh, find ways when you get into the red zone, score touchdowns. Well, Scotty, looking forward to it. You guys will have a full play-by-play coverage, obviously, on the Zone Sports Network starting at 6 o'clock Friday, correct? Absolutely. Pre-game at 6, uh, kickoff is at 7, and I uh, can't wait. These are always really, really fun games. Well, Scotty, thanks for taking the time, and look forward to doing this again at some point down the road, maybe in basketball season, all right? There you go. Can't wait. A big thank you to Scott Gerard for joining us and obviously some very good intel on the game tonight. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including giving you my game prediction for tonight's contest. A reminder for you guys, 7 o'clock kickoff. If you do want to listen to it, you can listen to it on the Zone Sports Network, which I happen to work for. Scotty obviously will have the call. Pre-game coverage with myself and Hans Olsen for the BYU side of things will be at 6 p.m. live from JCW's in Provo on 97.5 FM. You also can listen to Scotty's pregame coverage for the Utah State perspective. That'll be on 1280 AM starting at 6 PM as well. Should be a fun night up there in Logan. All right, more in a moment as we talk a little bit about what's going on in BYU recruiting with an absolutely monster commitment from Corner Canyon High School and the star wide receiver for the Chargers, Cody Hagan, picks the Cougars. A stunning development, but something I think is actually an indicator of what BYU's cachet is right now in recruiting. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline obviously is your number one source for all the pro and college football action this season. They've got a brand new updated website and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football and even other sports beyond that. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
deposit. Do not forget to use our promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N to receive that bonus from football to basketball to boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games online. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, promo code Locked On for that fifty percent welcome bonus. It's all available at BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. One more time out on this show to talk to you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, and I, and I mean easy, folks. This is a really really cool thing. What it is is Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anybody in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, examples of yardage, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players in an over/under on their projection. Projections, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. Sounds simple enough. The best part is, if you don't want to do college or you don't want to simply stick with college, you can do NBA, MLB, golf. They have a lot. They do <laughs> not. They do. They do allow mixed sports entries. You can take the over on a LeBron James overall under, or you could do a. Uh, Patrick Mahomes under. It's really, really simple. The best part is all of your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. You can do it on their website. That is prizepicks.com. And while you're there, by the way, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a match of 100% up to $100. You can go to their website, prizepicks.com, or download their award-winning app on both the App Store or at the Google Play. Store. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. So do not hesitate. Check out Prize Picks and use the promo code Locked On for that 100% match up to $100. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, before we go here on this Friday edition of the show, let's talk about some big news in the recruiting front. And some of you may not necessarily care about this, but I think this is an absolute game changer for BYU. And that is the commitment of BYU, not BYU, future BYU wide receiver Cody Hagan, currently a star or maybe the star for the Corner Canyon Chargers over in Draper. Obviously, the program that gave BYU the Wilson brothers, other players who've come out of there have been very, very talented in recent seasons. But folks, this is a huge pickup. We're talking about a consensus four-star prospect picking BYU over the likes of USC, Stanford, even Utah. This is a huge pickup for the BYU football program, and I think it signals more of what uh, the BYU brand is going to do as they move towards moving into the Big 12. There is no longer any way opposing teams can say, well, we play at the Power 5. BYU doesn't play at the Power 5. That's gone. And I think evidence of that comes in the form of this commitment from Cody Hagan. I think it is a monster commitment. This is a guy, not the biggest receiver in the world, six foot one, 180 pounds. I actually think he plays bigger than that. He runs it really really crisp and precise routes, has great hands. The more important thing, this guy's got legit track speed, folks. A 10.52 100-meter dash. 10.5 seconds in the 100-meter dash is absolutely flying, and this is a kid who also runs the 200 meters, I think in sub-22 seconds, maybe just right around the 22-second mark. This kid can fly. This is a huge pickup for BYU. I consider a guy like Cody Hagan to be Dax Milne only 
upgraded, if that makes sense. And we all know how good Dax Milne was for BYU. So this is a huge pickup. I think it signals that BYU is only looking up from here as they try and get uh, more and more talent into this program. And very, very interesting times ahead. I think BYU is actually turning in to a destination suddenly after years of being the, well, you don't want to really go there, do you? Suddenly, BYU has some sex appeal, and apologies for the crass language, but they do have some sex appeal. They're an appealing team. They've won 15 of their last 16 games. People love a winner. That goes for high school players as well as you guys who have been watching BYU for the last 40 or 50 years. This is a really, really cool pickup, and congratulations to Cody Hagen on picking BYU. And obviously, and we'll talk more about this. I've actually got an idea in my head. I need to talk to some folks over this weekend, and it'll probably be a segment we use next week as we begin preparations for Boise State. Maybe we take a show and talk about this, but I think this is very much a a, a pickup for BYU that indicates They're serious players in the recruiting realm, and suddenly I think some programs out there who like to talk down on BYU for not being Power 5 might want to start worrying a little bit more about the Cougars. That's just my personal opinion. So very, very awesome thing to see Cody Hagan decide, you know what, BYU is where I want to be. Obviously, these other programs have big brand names, but I can go play the biggest of the big, and I can do it right here in my proverbial backyard with the BYU football program. All right, final thing before we go today, I meant to talk about the weekend schedule ahead in Olympic sports, but out of time. We'll do a recap on Monday, catch you guys up, or we usually put it out on Sunday, but we'll recap everything that happened over the weekend for BYU sports. Just suffice it to say, it's a very busy weekend. Women's soccer opens West Coast Conference play, women's volleyball on the road and West Coast Conference play as well. Men's women's tennis in action. Just a lot to go on, and we'll talk about all of it on the Monday edition of the podcast. But final thing today is I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. I didn't mean to get that emotional to start out the show, but Austin, uh, Gordon, and Johnny meant a lot to me, and hopefully that came across uh, in my comments about them. But you guys probably are waiting. Okay, what's the prediction, Jake? And I'm seeing some projections for BYU to put up like 40 points in this game. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a little high for me. So here is my prediction for BYU-Utah State. Give me the Cougars 31 Utah State, 20. I think it's an 11-point game, a double-digit margin for the Cougars. I think uh, betonline.ag, who we talked about earlier today, has had BYU pretty consistently as a 9 or a 9.5-point favorite throughout the week. I think this is a double-digit margin for BYU, and I think they retain the wagon wheel. I think that is what is going to happen. So give me BYU 31, Utah State 20. If you guys want to weigh in with your predictions, please please do so on social media. If you're not following the show already, search us out on locked, at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Feel free to email your prediction as well, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com, or you can send it to my personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for your support all week long here on the podcast. Stay tuned late tonight, probably early tomorrow morning technically. We'll have what we call our postcast edition. Your comments, my takeaways, my initial takeaways from the game. We'll have all that for you guys. And obviously, we'll do our film review for our Monday edition of the show. And then we're off and looking at Boise State. The grind don't stop, folks, but it's an absolute privilege to be with you guys here every single day. Thank you once again for making us your first listen. Now, go check out Locked On Big 12 and get ready for the weekend ahead in Big 12 action. That'll do
that'll do it. Big thank you once again. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 1st, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.